0: Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited to have you here with us today. We are on a mission to positively impact culture through stories, sports, and serving. We strive to positively change lives for the better, to expose people to stories and situations so that they can relate and know that they're not alone. We love to be able to connect people to people that they aspire to be similar to, people that they want to know more about, and people that they want to get access to. Uh, and not just people that are always celebrated. We like to celebrate some of the people that are behind the scenes, the unsung heroes, uh, there's so many people doing great things out here in this world. We want to make sure we shine a light as best we can. So. We are excited to empower you through these stories, through these sports, through these situations. And thanks so much for joining us. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can also subscribe on YouTube at All Access Network. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Please share, like, subscribe and then share, like, subscribe again. Share with a friend, share with a family member, share with another colleague. Uh, Within All Access Network, we believe we have something for everyone. We have sports at all levels. Uh, We're continuing to expand to add new and different uh, shows and topics and um, just a different variety of things that can impact you in a positive way. So we look forward to adding those things. Thank you so much for joining us I think you will definitely enjoy the day. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. All Access Network, you're here. Uh, We always say thanks, we have so much gratitude you guys being a part of this experience we have several different opportunities within the network for you to connect we have uh, things within basketball at all levels of sport right now uh, from high school to college to junior college to specific conferences Uh, we have some new developments coming soon we look forward to sharing those with you we also have uh we're starting to build part of the network where we can even connect the female population more to Uh, some of the things we'll have. So today we are diving into Women's Empowerment Week. It is Women's Empowerment Week, it is the beginning. We will go all five days in a row of just um, being empowered by women, Uh, women that have accomplished things in their career professionally, some that are still in school, some that just finished school. Uh, We'll kind of touch all landscapes uh, for the start of the new year. So excited to have you with us on this Women's Empowerment Week. We, this series will be a part of uh, Coach's Corner. They are not all coaches, but uh, that is a part of the series that it'll be a part of. And look from for, excuse me, the spinoff from this women's empowerment series to come soon, led by uh, our Director of Operations, our Public relations director, our Jill of all trades, our executive producer, my cousin, Miss Anitra Burton. So look forward to that. She has some exciting things coming here soon. But in the meantime, today's episode, you will definitely love in this entire series. So thanks so much again, All Access Network.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think Brian, you kind of alluded to it earlier, like a lot of coaches don't do a great job at keeping their feet where they are, but it seems like you guys do a great job at keeping your feet at where you are and in your current roles and positions. But um, I kind of wanted to ask like uh, throughout quarantine, I'm sure you guys have learned a lot and you're thinking of like what you want to kind of, uh, embed into your guys's roles and positions next when we get back to having a season or whenever there is a season but really want to ask what what do you think is going to be most challenging for you as you transition into an official coaching role because uh, the coaching role a lot of the responsibilities you guys have already kind of seen throughout um the positions you guys have held but what do you think is going to be most challenging to you that either you want to work on or that you think that um uh, will be kind of presented to you when you transition into the next role that you guys are um, hoping to get that next position out of this. Great question, Justin. Great question. Yeah,
2: that's a good question.
1: And Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you ever been on a women in sports zoom? I, I haven't. And that's something I know I need to do. Um, so that's kind of why I wanted to hear what you guys have to say because you guys have, Come from different backgrounds and experiences. And uh, I was a manager kind of like Ashton, but uh, uh, this comes from just different experiences that I I wish I had known, you know, some of the things I know now in terms of how to navigate the profession. So, kind of wanted to hear what your guys' perspective is at this moment in time um, so that you're not like me and, you know, in five years thinking like, man, (laughs) this guy's asking me this question five years when I should have probably asked it five years ago. Mm -hmm.
3: Ash, you got this?
2: Yeah. So, so basically I just want to make sure I'm going to answer this correctly and I might not still, but like what I think I need to work on the most before I get like a GA or a coaching spot.
1: i um, not even necessarily a GA spot, but what do you think is going to be most challenging to you in the position that you're going to um, aspire to be next? Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be GA, but you could be an assistant, you could be a head coach, whatever it is that you think is going to be most challenging to you that you wish to work on now or that, you might be presented later that you might not get the experience until you're actually in that position itself? I
2: think this is an easy answer. So I hope, you know, this helps, but I think for me that obviously basketball, you have to know X's and O's. So real concrete coaching experience is what I'm gonna lack before that first coaching spot. And so that's, you know, maybe working camps or, you know, watching film, you know, being very intentional in practice and, you know, what kind of drills are we running? you know, how are we doing all, doing all of that? That's something that like I really focus on now because I'm not on the court physically coaching, but I'm trying to be a sponge and soak it all up because before I'm a coach, I'm not going to get that experience. So, you know, people have recommended to me like trying to work with AAU teams, you know, working camps, you know, getting uh, a chance to teach younger kids before, you know, you teach at the college level is what I aspire to do is be a college coach So I think that's probably what I'm going to lack most. And so that's what I'm trying to really uh, get some experience in before I'm in that position.
3: Yes. So like being a sponge, like what Ashton said, I literally was going to say that. Um, I think for me, um, I have a lot of different aspirations of like I would love to coach, but I know that I am called to be kind of more in a support staff role. So something also really cool about Rising Coaches um, and just like my relationship with um, Brandon and Adam is they have really pushed me to explore and kind of like putting a name to my next position. Um, So I finally can say like, I want to be a director of basketball operations, um, any type of operations, really. Um, I worked for a football team in college at, the at, uh, university at Buffalo. Absolutely incredible. Still talk to my boss today. Um, so any sort of like team operations, I think, um, that's kind of difficult because like to be in that situation, you're like planning hotels and, booking tickets and, you know, really just like whatever your head coach wants, like you are making that happen and in all of the things off the court, you're, you know, sometimes, you know, managing the managers or hiring managers or things like that. And so something that, um, I've been doing right now to prepare for that, um, as well as like me potentially wanting to be an athletic director is like just talking with them. So I have, um, a few director of basketball operations at division one schools. Um, and basically I meet with them and I have a, um, a list of things that we go through because I think one thing that has been, um, obviously unfortunate with Corona and people not being able to do their jobs, but they love talking about their jobs because they miss them a lot. Um, and so that's what I have been doing. I've been seeking out people that love their jobs do a great job in their job and then want to talk about it and help other people. Um, it's been really cool The director of operations at um, the university of Minnesota, Melissa Maines, She was like a trailblazer. There was no director of operations, um, position when she first, like when she started, she basically was, and she'd only, she's only been at power five schools. So for me, it's like, all right, they're obviously like the best of the best. Um, And how, you know, how do you do things? How do you book hotels? How do you communicate with your coach? How do you hire managers? How do you even, you know, get managers to come interview? Um, what do you do about, um, what do you do during practice? Does your coach, um, you know, want you on the court? Are you not on the court? Are you, you know, just a lot of different things, um, as well on top of that, um, I have basically like sought out two director of basketball operations that have really um, like fought and empowered themselves to have an assistant athletic director title. And so they are in all of the meetings. They are at the table. They are where, you know, they're people like me where I was like, okay, I love the culture of basketball. I love being a part of the team, like all of it, but also like being on the outside is like really hard because it's like, you just don't have that. And that's something I love. Um, but for me to be allowing myself to have the best of both worlds and to tell people like, this is what I want to do. Um, and so kind of seeking out those people that have done it before me and just having conversations with them, like, what's it like getting organized? What's it like having, you know, meetings for basketball and serving your head coach super well, as well as serving your athletic director to very, very important people as well as like you just, you influence a lot of different people. So it's, it's hard to say necessarily like me getting a position, what I would do, but that's what I'm doing now, um, is just talking to people about their jobs and learning even how they've grown, what they've learned, um, as well as like people from different. So like Melissa Mains from the University of Minnesota, obviously in the big 10 have a lot of resources, have travel agents, and then talking to, um, Megan Williams, who's the Dobo at UNC who was at Princeton and they didn't have, you know, the things that she now has at UNC. So she was doing all of the camps. She was doing those things and just having those conversations and just asking like simple things of just like, how do you do your job? And how do you do your job well? And how do you, you know, still do your job and then look future forward of, you know, being in administration and and making that jump eventually one day. So sorry, long story, but (laughs)
1: Okay. No, it was great because I really appreciate that and thinking about you know kind of where I was and your guys's life like shortly after school or right about to graduate you know kind of knowing I I wish I knew the things then that I know now so I'm like I wonder what how do you guys and feel in terms of navigating that process. And so just kind of picking your brains in terms of that. And you know, hearing that same old saying, like ninety percent of coaching isn't coaching. So I'm like, what do they view as most challenging or what do they think is going to be most challenging? So I uh, really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah,
0: great question. I think it's so cool of Justin to come on along with anyone else has been on and has not actually been on women's sports. I think that's a cool part about this whole thing for you to stay engaged and have questions like that. I think that just shows, again, just um, there's more allies out there than we know sometimes. So uh, you kind of touched on both of you, uh, different aspects of women in sports. So we'll just talk specifically about that zoom that you guys are the hosts of. Um, In one minute, if you had to say what's the hosting experience been like for both of you? And then I'll follow that question and say, uh, what's been your favorite part about it so far? Other than working can with each other. You can't say that. So can it be one word? Yeah, it's crazy. I don't need a
3: minute. I want one
0: word. One word. Terrifying.
3: <laughs> Literally terrifying. <laughs> this is the scariest thing I've ever asked you. was like, all right, here we go. And I was like, Huh? <laughs> Like I was like in the back planning everything. Like I was like had the spreadsheets and I had like the questions and the organ like information. When, like when it
0: comes time to hosting, you can't ask questions from us. You can't hold up the spreadsheet and say, "Here's your question." <laughs>
3: yes, you can. <laughs> I mean, yes, I did come to find that out. But that I was terrified. I still am. Every episode, I'm like, "Well, here we go
2: again." <laughs> I think
3: but, it's crazy. yeah.
2: I think it's crazy because I know sometimes we're super prepared and then sometimes we're like, man, we haven't talked all week. There's weeks where we go where we don't talk before like 30 minutes before the show, like life happens and that's just how it goes. But somehow it always falls into place. Like, you know, we, I think sometimes you can over-prepare and like stress yourself out, but you know, we're decently prepared always. And I think (laughs) it's that chemistry you brought up, like you know, maybe we have 10 questions. We always have like 15 questions that are, that are written out, but really our navigation of the conversation is um, our guest responses. And so our questions change every single time. We're like, oh, we're gonna talk about this. Nope, sorry. Like we're talking about something else and it just flows so well. And I think that's been huge. Um, us like learning how to decipher between, hey, like let's go here because they said this and like transitioning. And I think that's an area that we've grown in a lot.
0: Yeah, so I think I can say this from the first time I watched, and we've all been on a lot of Zooms, so me hosting Zooms has given me a feel, too. When, before I got to Rising Coaches, I was doing something similar to what you ladies are uh, with, with a former colleague of mine, and um, that's kind of how it led me here. But we had an actual chemistry because we had worked together, so it was different, and we were close. Where you ladies just kind of met and figuring it out, but I, I thought that's the part that's too- out to me so much is that you guys had such a natural feel not only for the guests and the questions but each other and you made the guests feel so comfortable and it was such a there's such an organic vibe that's natural and makes everybody feel accepted and it's fun but it's also um, you guys do such a great job and I think to your credit you probably prepare so much beforehand as far as you know knowing who the guests are having conversations having your group chats of talking to them that some of it just kind of comes naturally just based on that interaction. And then when you get on, it's like, it's like a player in practice, like coach, I don't need all these plays. We got this, we got it. Get out of my way, coach. So you guys do a great job with that. Um, so second question is what's been the funnest part so far or most rewarding?
3: I think for me is like our guests don't know each other. Um, like a lot, like, a lot of like a lot of them might know of each other or have, you know, past or things like that, might not even like be coaches, all of these different things. Um, but obviously like one thing too, to kind of like rewind and go back, the reason why Ashton and I are able to like have great shows and go into them is because like we have our mission statement is to like advance a narrative like for women in sports. And I think for me, that's, like, the one thing that always centers me where I was, like, this conversation can go, you know, any which way. But, like, that's the one thing that, like, this is our purpose right now doing it. It could have been, like, the worst or best show. But, like, that's our purpose, to advance this narrative and to give women that have never had the opportunity, um, you know, to talk about their journeys. Or to even know that their journeys are special and incredible and that other people and other young women, like, want to follow in their footsteps and might not even know it. Um, because I think especially in this profession, like a lot of people just kind of fall into places, especially for women. Like it's not, you know, as defined as what it has been. Um, especially like kind of in like the, you know, not necessarily like coaching, um, aspects of it, but then sorry to go back to your second question that you asked, I think the greatest thing for me is like seeing the interactions between like the different guests, like how that that's building relationships as well. Like we're just like, there's no competition. There's like all just empowerment. So it's like our pyramid is just getting like bigger and bigger and wider and wider. And these women are, you know, now having allies of like our own, you know, that's the biggest thing I think people think that know women tear down each other um worse than what you know society already does for us and so to then have you know these these women like following them on like following each other on Twitter so it's just like we're just kind of facilitating something that we want to serve our guests as and then obviously our viewers um so that's the biggest thing is just like my focus is always our guests and it's just so cool to like watch them vibe and bounce off each other and and just getting to sit back and watch that truly has been, has been super, super
2: cool. And I think the only thing I would add, cause Aaron, you killed that would be that I feel, and I think Aaron feels this way too. We have created a safe space for conversations to take place about things that are more important than basketball. And at the end of the day, like I said earlier, there's a lot more things that are more important than basketball. And I And I think through our passion of hoops and, you know, sports and women in sports, we've had the ability to like hold deep conversations that are like, make you uncomfortable. And like, that's the point is to make you uncomfortable and to think hard. And, um, I think it's been so rewarding to just hear how guests talk about their purpose and their why and their identity, because for so long for me, like I found my identity through basketball and like, that's, that's not going to get you very far, Um, and so I think we've just been able to really like pour into others and like take the spotlight, spotlight off of us and like give it to people that need it and like let people hear their story and let people hear their perspective. And so I think that's the most rewarding thing for me.
0: Yeah, I, um, I love what you guys are doing. So tell us a little bit about, you know, I think your Zooms are, I don't want to say only one like it but the only one i know of like it and so it's also very unique in how uh, it's not just coaches coming on talking about x's and o's like you said you get into deeper topics um you've had kind of different themes of how you've gone about um having ties between different guests uh you've had all kinds of like you said it makes sense now what you said about your mission about um advancing the narrative so Tell us a little bit about, for those that haven't been on, even for those that have, just some of the topics that you guys have done or uh, give us a few examples. I know uh, you had a social justice roundtable, which was very powerful uh, for what I heard. I have not got a chance to watch that one yet. I know you had a show specifically on um, life when you get fired and how you handle that. Uh, and I know Coach Tandy had some powerful quotes that went viral, more or less, her and Coach. Shimmy Gray um, had some great, powerful comments. And uh, I know you've had some things around faith. I know you've had some different things you've had. So just tell, tell us, tell the viewers, tell everyone a little bit more about how you come up with your topics, different topics you've had, and kind of what's your intent, other than just the narrative part, how you come about the the topics that you have.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Um, I think, I think personally, Ashton, do you want to go?
2: You can, you can go if you have, if you okay. have,
3: some, um, yeah, I think, I think personally it's just been like, for me, it's like, what, what do I want to know? It's it's honestly selfish. Like I am, this show is so selfish for us. Like it's selfish for me. I'm like, what do I want to learn? What do you know, or what maybe like are some things where, you know, I've experienced or see as roadblocks and how do I want to learn to navigate them and how can, you know, people that have like gone before us, like that, I, that I see doing it. Um, like, let's just ask them those things. Like, let's just talk about, you know, how to handle success and how to, you know, be a good person or be where you are or handle getting fired. Um, and so Truthfully for me, it's just like, what do I, you know, foresee in any situation in any, you know, coaching or not just um, just hard things that might happen um, and how to, you know, kind of um, like suit up and armor myself to, you know, really step out into this profession and, and handle everything that's going to come at me. Um, and be able to do it, um, and, and look great. So.
0: And, and before Ashton gets hers, the selfish part of it fits though, because of where you are in your career, there's a lot of people having the same questions. So it's selfish, but yet unselfish, because I think you're aware enough to know there's a lot of people that are having the same questions you're having, wondering about the same answers, wanting to learn from, uh, other coaches and, You know, again, I think the part I love about it is is it's just such a real Zoom. We all have been on plenty of Zooms, basketball or not, that there's a lot of stuff that's being said that sounds good, makes people look good. Uh, You've kind of touched on it earlier, and both of you have talked about basically transformative leadership versus transactional. You know, we know this business is full of transactional uh, things that go down, leadership, so on and so forth, and that's what makes – rising coaches such a great place and what you guys are doing, uh, so powerful. So just to, 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 to put a spin on what you said, selfish sure, but also thinking of those that are just like you in this industry that are trying to find their way. Ash, did you have something you wanted to add? I didn't want to jump in. Sorry.
2: Um, I think Aaron answered it perfectly. I think it is selfishly, but I think we both like strategically, um, you know, bring up topics that some people might not, not necessarily want to discuss, but maybe they're too scared to ask. And so we kind of have to step out in faith and like be bold and ask questions that some people aren't going to, like, you know, when you're in class, are you going to sit in the front row and ask questions? And, you know, you might think it's a dumb question, but you're going to ask. And like you said, more than likely someone else wants to know the answer to it too, but it's like too afraid to ask. And so I think a lot of it has been courage and being bold and like, you know, it's uncomfortable conversations sometimes, but they're also, we've had a lot of fun ones too. And at the end of the day, um, like my favorite quote, I'm going to mess it up, but it's like, you know, wherever you go, you know, in every place, like whatever person you meet, like add value and be a light to them. And so like, that's what we're trying to do is add value. And so we're kind of off the beaten path. You know, nobody wants to talk about getting fired. Well, we did, you know, some people are timid to talk about their faith. Well, we did, you know, some people. Are nervous to talk about race and social justice problems well we did because we need to talk about these things and so i think that we've just tried to not be like everybody else because our normal before quarantine that wasn't working for us and so we're getting used to different and trying to be different and you know make that change that everybody's talking about
0: yeah i love uh do your guest said it when she introduced you about you being fearless and just going for it and that's really uh you know, the perfect yin to yang is like the fearlessness with okay. the strategy and the practical, yet still fearless, but just fearless and practical and uh, strategy. So uh, lo- love love that, uh, that combination. So speaking of the social justice, um, as two, you know, I think under 25, if I'm allowed to say that, um, young uh, white females, how do you what is it like to step into that space to decide that you want to be uh, a part of that conversation? Cause that's not an easy conversation for um, even men that are older, women that are older, uh, black, white, doesn't matter. It's an uncomfortable conversation. And I love this younger generation period because they are attacking this uh, entire movement with, um, you know, their own, desires and determination and fight. So I'm just curious from, I don't want to assume, I'm just curious what made you guys want to do it and what has it been like for you guys so far
4: jumping out there to have a social justice conversation?
3: (laughs) So Ashton and I are tele, like we, we are telepathic and we, it's really weird. We text each other like the same exact ideas, the same exact times. Um, It was something that I feel like we had, we had talked about it before of like, I really want to talk about, you know, race and this and that. Um, And so then everything was really um, put into the public eye. And it was something that has been super, I've been super passionate about it my whole life. Um, I grew up obviously playing for a team in the city. Um, my teammates, my sisters, like they, you know, I was always like truthfully only like the white person around. And for the longest time, I just never really, I just, I, I don't know. I just didn't understand when, you know, I left that environment that the, the women, like the women in, in the teammates and the sisters that I loved so much people had never had experience being around people of color. They had never Um, you know, they had these opinions out of not having experience with people of color. And it was just one of those things where it was like, these were like these girls that I loved and, you know, like Gerald Davis, like if I didn't have a dad, like he would walk me down the aisle. And so it were, it was these things for me that I was somewhat blind to because I was comfortable with them and being around them. And I was loved by them and they loved me. My family loved them. We all took care of each other. Um, and so I think, um, I actually had to like go to a master, like I'm getting my master's degree in sports studies. So we literally study every aspect of sports. And I finally like in a master's graduate level course was able to put words to the way that I had felt in the way that I had wanted to, like I had noticed these things, but was never able to like put into words to be able to combat it if that makes sense. And so finally I was in this class where I was like, literally so like knowledge is power. And so I was like, wait, no, like there is literally like so much proof and so much um, like need for, you know, the use of sports, like was a direct correlation of the rest of the world. So like we finally started like letting black people into athletics and then all of a sudden it, it turned into like, that was what, you know, people saw them as, and now like sports are used to step out and to speak about things and still not necessarily having that freedom because other people's experiences were so different. Um, and so I felt like for the first time I was knowledgeable enough and confident in that knowledge and confident enough in my experience to be like, wait, like this is super wrong. And I feel super comfortable and confident to talk about it because of like it needs to happen and even like i had like my basketball friends and i had like my school friends and even just that like of having those conversations like with my really close friends um and you know just br- being the the being the bridge essentially um one that i never realized i was my whole life and um had the ability to experience but then now just like having the confidence to go out and like share that and then stepping out and being brave and bringing you know women that I loved and had experience with as well um to talk about it on our show so yes Mm
0: -hmm. well said well said thanks for sharing Mm
2: -hmm. that was good Aaron good job I think what I would add is that it was really important to me because I haven't gone through what my black teammates and my black coaches and my black coworkers and um just anybody around me like I haven't gone through that kind of um injustice and I haven't gone like it just hasn't happened, and I'm never going to fully understand, but for me like the biggest thing was like using my privilege and my platform to like allow the people that have been going through this to like speak up and share their testimonies and share their stories and share their experiences because like they haven't been heard for a long, long, long time. And so for me, that was super important. And I think that it's about having those hard conversations and empowering other people to speak up and educating yourself, like books, movies, podcasts, you know, like holding a conversation with someone and, you know, understanding that like, Hey, it's time for me to listen and not speak. And so that was really big. And like, Aaron, it was hard. It's been hard on me, but it's like, if you don't know, this is happening, you're blind. And so I grew up in places like my parents always taught me like, that's not okay. But the biggest thing, like in all of this is that people don't care about what they don't go through. And so it's like, Hey, like we have to care. Like we don't, we don't go through, but we have to care. And we have to use our platform to like, speak up and be an advocate and be an ally because it hasn't just been happening in the last four months. It's been happening in the last 400 years. And so that, that has been something that's huge to me. And it was like a no brainer to have a, to have a conversation and have eight very powerful women come on and talk about it because it's those back to those uncomfortable conversations and being vulnerable and, you know, advocating for things that you don't go through. And so that was really big. And like, just something else is like, Jesus has been huge through this too. You know, I have talked about my faith, but like when you read the Bible, like I was reading through John today, like he talks to anyone and everyone, like he doesn't care if you're a King, a queen or a peasant, or, you know, you, you know, I was reading John chapter four, like when he talks to the woman that, you know, was very sinful and he's like, look, I know what you've done and I still love you. And it's like, man, like Jesus is the prime example of how we should treat people He got it right. We haven't yet. And so we've got to keep working so that we can get it right. Um, And so that's what I would add to that as well.
0: I think we need to get like a whole Zoom series where you guys just talk and and share. And uh, this is, this is big time. This is big time. Appreciate it so much. Uh, So we'll give a couple more questions on women's sports, open it for the room and then uh, let everybody get back to their life. So uh, if you had to say a vision for women in sports, Obviously, you guys have dominated the, the, the pandemic and done such a great job of, uh, you know, not only just empowering people that come on and listen, but empowering your guests to share their story. So uh, salute so much of that. So what's the bigger vision of where does women in sports go post-pandemic? Um, and then I also say, if you had to say, what's your why to why? And not so much just women in sports, but what's your why and what you do? And then, lastly, anything else that you'd like people to know about women in sports, add that. So, I know that's a three part question. I'm going to end with that one and then we'll open it up.
3: Go ahead, Ash.
2: You know, I don't know what the future holds, but I do know like I want to keep working with Aaron and I want to keep making an impact. But, like, the past month, like in transitioning back to a full time college student and like a student manager, Erin has been my go-to, like she's hosted two shows without me, you know, she's been doing a lot of the grunt work. And so like in preparing for the future, like we've decided we're going to go twice a month. And so really like, we'd love to go four times a week, but we really want to be intentional and like pour into those two times a month. And so something that we're doing this week in honor of Kobe Bryant is doing like a women's basketball allies panel. And so that's huge for both of us because we've been coached by men before we work with men. And so Um, we're really excited for that. And I think that's like just a small glimpse into the future of women in sports. And, you know, as zooms begin to die down and, you know, we all hopefully start going back to work and, you know, getting to do what we love, like women in sports is more than just a zoom session. It's like the relationships we've built. It's um, the people we've met, the platform we've created. So we're still, we've got some really good ideas coming up, but, you know, we're just trying to execute what we're doing right now. And then, you know, working our way up, but I think that's kind of the future if you want to add anything to that, Erin.
3: Yeah, no, I think what she said of just like we want, we don't want just want, we don't just want an episode thrown together um, just because, you know, that's just like the expectation. I think that, um, you know, we want it to be super intentional. We want to be able to, you know, give our full effort into it so definitely, yeah, we're, we're super excited. And then eventually, um, our podcast is launching soon. So bear with us, but it will then be, um, a podcast. So that way, um, you know, it won't necessarily like, it'll be like, you know, spot, like Spotify, podcast, Apple, like all of that. Um, so it won't necessarily like need to be a zoom show eventually, but, um, yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, the, the endurance to, to the race. I don't see us, being um hitting the finish
2: line anytime soon so full full pressure on uh, the gas no breaks Yeah. what was the second part your
3: why as yeah, i just say i need to what are the other questions <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it our all- last two were just uh we'll end with the why we'll use that last before you get to your why what's one last thing you'd like people to know about women in sports that maybe we haven't covered, or maybe you just want to share, or maybe you just want to say.
2: I think we've covered a lot of it, but if you haven't tuned in and you're thinking about tuning in, like do it. I think that we have um, not just Aaron and I, but everybody that's tuned in and the people we've had, we've really created a community and a safe space to, you know, have creative ideas and share your story and insight and even our viewers, like we allow them to like unmute themselves and ask questions like you do, Brian. And like, I think that in itself is empowering because we're giving a chance to let people kind of step out of their comfort zone. So I think it's, it's a community and I would, I would just, you know, not self-promoting, but I just think that we've created something really good. And like Aaron said, like we don't plan on it ending anytime soon.
3: Yeah, and then to add to that, it's not like a he man's hater club. We don't like men. I think that is the biggest thing too. Um, is a it's a it's a place for men and like men coaches that are coaching women. It's it's a place for all sorts of coaches. Um, obviously like we deal with, like, we, we talk about being like females in this industry, but a lot of them are coaches and how, you know, they handle their teams, how they handle adversity. And I think like, what not a better place for like a male coach that is coaching women to step into and, and just to just learn more, have education to understand, you know, how the female brain works. We're also not all the same. Like you have so many different personalities, but like it is very different where like, I do truly think that, you know, women are more like we think about like, if you ask like a team of like female um, basketball players, like, you know, maybe a couple of them will say that they want to go play professionally. Where, like a men, like a male team. Every single person will say that they're going to the NBA, which is incredible. But also it's just like, you're, you're working with different types of people and the people that like, you know, I cared about going to class, you know what I mean? And, and, and I was, pressured by some coaches to not care to take the same classes as your teammates so that they could help you or cheat or they you know have the answers and things like that where you know some you know that it's just that there's there's differences and I think for a male coach to ignore that and to be able to think that they can coach like boys basketball and girls basketball the same is like it, it's not, you know, you have to love people differently and people need love differently. And so I think it's just important. like, I, I just wish more guy coaches were on there because once again, like Ashton and I, like we have those experiences of like, we were only coached by men, you know? And then it was like that one female coach for me that was like, wait, oh my gosh, like, you know, like this makes a lot of sense. Like she knows how to, you know, navigate those things. And I think great male coaches do that. Um, and so once again, to to. Pl- of our next episode, we're finally having men on our show because we do really care about them. And like, we've been empowered by men, but also like, I needed to see somebody that looked like me be in that role and to look up to, because that just was like, you know, that was the final, like, okay, yeah, I can do it. Like, yes, I am empowered, but can I do it? Um, And so I think that's just the biggest thing is just like, I wish more um like male coaches that coached women like came on and you know just learned something or asked questions or they felt that it was a safe space because i think that they are just at such an awesome position to empower women because a lot like a lot of girls don't necessarily see men as great people either just with experience and things like that so
0: yeah another mic drop yep <laughs> <laughs> we got to get one of those Instead of just the clapping hands And the thumbs up You got to get like a mic drop You have
3: to get like a uh, Like those little
0: <laughs> buttons <laughs> it gives something. That'd be perfect um, uh, Very well said My brother I think I may have mentioned this to you before Aaron He coaches uh, Division Two. He's a women's head coach He used to be a men's coach Now he coaches women uh, They've had enormous success He got coach of the year last year They won the conference And I think they won their first 25 games or so um, but I you know, he kinda said something to me that similar to you guys just not having your first male guest on or male guests on, we're having our first female guest on and he kinda sent me a text like, you know, before he didn't know I had you guys on. So I already I can already say I already had you guys committed, but he's like, Man, you ever gonna have some females on your on some women's coaches on there? And so uh I love the fact that uh so the Kobe Bryant and me, um I'll be being married to a to a coach. Uh, the the girl dad. Uh, I love how Kobe was all about the WNBA. I love that he was all about taking his daughter to games and coaching his daughter. Uh, I think he was such a, such a powerful light to be as great as he was. One of the greatest to ever play to be all about the women's game and not faking it, not just doing it just because he had daughters, but he was, he was legit, legitimate and an ambassador. So uh, by no means am I following him <laughs> footsteps, but with his mama mentality, I'm stealing from him and just wanting to continue to do some of the same thing. So my last question, and I'll be quiet for the rest of the night, uh, is your why in coaching or your why and why you're involved in basketball.
2: Take it away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, my why? Um, I think my why is so – I have a spiritual gift and it's shepherding. I legitimately, yes, I like, I worked for a ministry. I had a really great internship uh, with a really cool ministry and they just literally added our lives and in a good way, but it was really cool because we got to learn about our spiritual gifts. Anyway, mine is shepherding. Um, with that, I have a like a sub or side gift of like visionary where I, um, like I take my own experiences and I like want people to learn from them and to not fall in my footsteps, but to, you know, better that way. Um, and so I think my why is just leaving people better than I found them. Um, my why is to meet people where they are. I don't like the term boss. I think you, a lot of people my whole life have like deemed me a leader and I never really like knew what to do with it. I was like, Oh, I can tell people what to do. But like, it's not, it's like, you just have an, you just have a special power to love people super well and then to help guide them essentially. And so I think it's just like with that, like I want my why is for people, especially women and girls to walk into a room and feel like they're supposed to be there. Um, and feel invited and not feel uncomfortable, not feel like they're being stared at or looked at for, you know, not what's like in their, in their heads and things like that. Um, so yeah.
2: Another one. (laughs) I need the mic emoji. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: you guys, do you guys do this when you host and ask questions, or is it just this? Is this the first time mic drop thing?
2: For some reason, I'm like super hyped tonight, so I'm just loving Aaron's answers. So I'm trying to be <laughs> encourage. I
0: love it. I love it. great team. Great teammates.
2: Yes. Um, Values. Values. We'll, we'll
0: work. We'll work on that mic emoji too. We'll work on that. <laughs>
2: We pay for Zoom. We might as well get to have some cool features, you know?
0: I know, right? I know. It's got to be a download or an update or something.
2: I would say for my answer, but Aaron, that was really good. It's just even cool to see your growth from like the first time we had a Zoom to now. It's like, whoa, like incredible, like incredible.
3: Praise hands. (laughs) um,
2: But no, I would say like, My why is that, you know, I'm using basketball as like a bridge to connect with people and like help people find their purpose because when you find your purpose, like you walk differently. And so that's like been really big for me. And like, I find joy like in this every single day and like your, your, your vibe is a product of your heart and not your environment. And it took me a long time to realize that. And so for me, like my why is like helping people find their identity because like for a couple years, I didn't know who I was. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I just like poured so much into basketball, tried to pour into other people. But like, you know, my why is like being able to pour into myself. Like somebody used the term the other day, ministering through the overflow. So like, we're going to fill ourselves up and, you know, read a lot of scripture and be, um, like spend time with God. And then we're going to be able to pour into others. And like, that's my why, like, I want to pour into others and like, have them feel this joy and like have them feel the, find their purpose. And so that's really big. Like, I think for me, like Aaron said, you know, shepherding and like visionary, like, I think I'm a connector and like encourager. And so for me, that's really big. Like I want to connect people together so that they can, you know, lift other people up, you know, find that job that they love, you know, everything in between. And, but I also want to like, encourage people because, Sometimes it's really hard when you're down to see the big picture of things, but like really enjoying the process and not just the product um, is something that's my why. Like it's, it's just so much more than basketball, but I think like basketball, I love hoops. I'm a gym rat. And like, I've found my, my vehicle to like helping people find their passion and their purpose through basketball.
0: Big time, Your turn, Aaron, you got to do it. You got to come on now, get with the program.
4: Yeah.
0: and and the face you guys that was good that was good, I love that was that. good. Uh, job well done so we got a cool thing that we're going to end with but we'll end it after we open for questions one last time and then we got a cool hot seat thing for both of you to do at the very end so audience questions for a few minutes and then we'll end with the hot seat And it can be comments. It can be, it doesn't have to be just be questions. It can be comments too. Obviously these ladies have crushed it and dominated the whole thing. So I don't know if there's many more answers they can give, but even if you have comments, feel free. I just want to say thank you to both of <laughs> you guys, both of you ladies for being here tonight. Um, lots of great jams. I'll definitely watch the recording. I had to tune out for a little bit, but I'll definitely watch the recording and catch some more jams that I missed. But thank you both for being here. Yeah, thank you.
3: Thank you for watching.
0: Well said, Jacob. Coach Davis, feel free. I know you're kind of proud over there, even though she kind of exposed your voice and your coaching voice, and, you know, but she did say you'd be walking down the aisle if, if Pops wasn't around. So you feel free to comment, Coach. I'm not putting you on the spot. See, he hit on me.
4: He's trying to get under right. There you go. There we
5: go. You know what? I don't have much to say. I mean, I'm proud of both of them for just following their dreams and pushing hard to be successful. And I don't really want to say too much because it's really their show. Um, But I I guess I will say one thing about Aaron. You know, in sports, people talk about um, elite players. And I think for the most part, no one really spends a lot of time capturing the essence of things that make a team successful. Um, Erin and I used to sometimes have these little situations in games where I would actually tell her to shut up uh, because she talked a lot. But her last year, I actually watched footage of us play. And when I watched footage of us play, what I realized is Erin was very elite in her ability to hold the team together. She literally talked for the whole entire game. She talked about where people should be on defense, where people should be on offense. As she was running up and down the court, I noticed she was always having a conversation, even in the flow of the game, with her teammate. And that carried off the court, that translated to the activities, the times we spent together. But as a, um, she, was, she was truly a high level division one player when it came to being the glue. And that particular individual who made everybody better just simply because of her presence.
0: Very well. I knew you had. I knew you had some gems over there. It's, I think that's like a double mic drop. For the <laughs> no,
5: I, you know what? I gotta tell this other story about Aaron too. So Aaron, Aaron was going to train with M14, and um, Aaron had this this idea that she wanted to be this ball handler. So she shows. <laughs> practice and she's putting the ball on the floor and doing all this other stuff now as good as Erin was she wasn't exceptionally quick or fast and she was having some struggles with the ball handling so I had to walk over to her and I said um Erin you you really don't want to deal with stereotypes right now you really don't you're trying to get outside of that box I said but we're gonna have to put you back in the stereotype Erin you are a shooter that's what you do well we're gonna get you D1 being a shooter. We're not gonna get you D one handling the ball. So from this point on, just shoot, stop dribbling. She actually listened.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's good stuff, Coach. Thank you so much for joining. Appreciate you sharing uh some good entertainment for us. We needed that.
4: <laughs> Coach Taney. I did finish
3: the number one shooter on my team. I just wanna say I I just shot. That's all. The body never then it never caught up. Even in college, did not catch up. <laughs> but the shot got better. So
0: <laughs> you were coachable though. You were coachable. That's good.
3: Barely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not to say you didn't have something to say, but you were coachable. Uh we're gonna let Coach Tandy say a little something and then I got our hot seat.
4: Ashton, I just want to say something to you. I've been watching you because you're, you're sitting with my girl all the time. So I'm like, who is this Ashton? Let me get some, let me do some digging and just kind of see who you are. And I am just so, so, so proud of who you are. I, I didn't know your journey of uh, being baptized in December, but now I can kind of see it. I kind of see that maturity, that spiritual growth and maturity. I think that you have to remember that it's so key what you're doing on the men's side and your impact over there, how you're leading right now there, will really trickle down to a lot of women, young women who want that same kind of opportunity. So you have that impact that is so huge right now on your career, but because you're leading in a godly way and having that spiritual perspective as you walk, I just really see your future being, I mean, huge. So I, am, I started listening to women in sports because of Erin, but I became an Ashton fan too because of who you are and how you handle, how you're carrying yourself. And I'm just, again, as, a, as an older woman, I'm older than you, I'm not that old, but I'm older than you. Uh, I am so proud of you, Ashton, and I just can't wait to see how your future unfolds.
2: Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Yeah, the two world changers. So honored to have you guys both on. Um, obviously I'm biased, I'm behind the scenes, but I'm I'm cheering and rooting every week. Uh I see the, all the light that you guys have and so much similarities. I'm much older uh, as coach alluded to, but uh, just for you guys to find your space and your purpose and your why and your faith and your, uh, your, your, your beyond your years. And I think that's the cool part about the whole thing to just know you guys both at this point in your lives and what you're doing and just can see so nothing but greatness ahead, not because of anything else other than you know who you are and you know what your purpose is and you're not afraid to own that part. I think that's one of the hardest things in this profession because not only just this profession, but this world, social media, trying to fit in with this, trying to figure out that. Uh, but our business is very challenging. It's a hard profession, it's not an easy one. So for you ladies to um, be coming into your own during this pandemic, and not only that, but you're empowering other women and other people and other leaders to come into their own. And I think that is the part that anytime you're sowing seeds, the good Lord knows you're going to reap the benefit and you're not doing it for that, but your heart is so pure and your reason why you do what you do, your joy and your passion is so pure. And, uh, that's needed. That's needed for people to learn how to own that space. So I salute you both. Uh, love that you got to come on. I love that you guys were willing to, I know there was some behind the scenes recruiting done and some, 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 uh, so I appreciate all the, the togetherness on that. And you guys trusted me to come on and, uh, you know, get a chance for us as Rising Coaches family and for me to be able to pay it back forward to you ladies, what you're paying and so many. So I hope you guys feel empowered today and from this day forward to just uh, tell your story. Your story matters, who you are matters and how you're doing it matters. So the fun part for the hot seat is, so you get as, as much time as you want, but both of you have to end by saying something about the other person. And then then we drops the mic. Oh, that's so
3: easy. That's
0: so easy. I know, but it's fun though. So no time limit. You get to say whatever you want to say. Before we end, we have our last... You guys have uh, a show Thursday at 7 p.m. Central, right? Yeah. Yes. 7 p.m. Central Women's Sports is weekly to this point, but follow them at... um, If you don't mind, put it well, put it in chat. So for the Zoom, for the replay... It is at Women in Sports underscore RC. Is that correct?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how you follow them on Twitter, and I believe Instagram too. Correct?
2: She's typing it up right now. I feel oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I was telling I want you, want Gerald people, I loved him. Sorry. Okay.
0: I just want That's people good. to hear it for the uh, for the for the replay, and then uh, weekly there at seven. But easily easily found Women in Sports. If not, you go to Rising Coaches. You'll find uh, the replays on Rising Coaches as well. And um, if you haven't become a member, become a member. And then uh, for us, we have a social justice call after their call on Thursday that features um, four of the um, equality groups in college basketball. Um, We'll have both female and men on there. And uh, looking forward to that. That's 8 p.m. Central Thursday. So we will kick it off. Hot seat, ready, set, Aaron goes first, Ashton drops the mic at the end, and then we out.
3: Okay. So I get to say anything I want about Ashton. Is Great. that the hot seat? Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh, Ashton is, I'm like gonna make this like kind of cheesy, but she's just like, she's like my semicolon. Like it's like, like things just keep going. Like we, like, there's no, like, you know, just hit it, period, hit it, exclamation. Like we just always keep like finishing each other's sentences and like picking each other up, like, I'm like, Ashton, I don't think this is a good idea. And she's like, no, 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 this is a good idea. And then I'm like, okay, it's going to be a good idea. And same thing. Like, I'm like, no, this is gonna be a good idea. We're going to go for it. And we're just like each other's like cheerleaders, hardcore. And yeah, just like that semicolon. Like there's just, it's, it just keeps going. The sentence keeps going. Um, I learn from her. I'm encouraged by her. We both um, just try to be like super efficient. And like, I feel like when you become friends with somebody, you have like these like requirements that you need to like always, you know, do these things. Like just those, those like subtle different ways of, you know, just maintaining a friendship. And like with Ashton, like she does not require that. Like you just like, she just loves me for where I'm at. I'm like, Ashton, I had a really hard day. I can't answer your call. Like we will talk tomorrow or like same thing. It's like, I'm like, Ashton, like just call me whenever sister. Like I do not have expectations on you. Like I, I, know what you're doing. You don't need to, you know, prove to me the same way. Like, I don't feel like I need to prove to myself, um, like to her, how much I'm doing. Um, she always is like pointing, pointing me to the Lord, which I think is something like in this profession why I was like, Oh, I can't be a coach because they don't actually care. And they don't want that. And they, you know, that's a hard conversation in a gray area. And Ashton's like, Aaron, like, here's this really cool, you know, message that I heard. And I think that like, you know, we, sh- we should hear it, you know, you should hear it too. Um, and like for me to like not get offended by that and for be like, yes, like do not like, she asked me like, can I send this to you? Like do not ever ask ever. Like she is just like, she overflows like Jesus, she overflows um, everything um, good and everything in po like just powerful. And it's just been super cool to, watch her, you know, walk into all these crazy seasons of life and to just like embrace and be like, so willing to help me along this journey and things like that. But, and just, she's the social media queen as well. Like, I feel like I'm like, please post everything. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to use emojis. Like I'm actually 60 years old, but like her just willingness to like pick up the slack from like where I just don't know what I'm doing at all. Or like, I don't feel adequate. And she's always like right behind me, like p- constantly pushing me like, no, like we're going to do this. It's going to be great. Like all this stuff. And so I think she's just like, she's my yes girl, but she's always like, yes. And, um, like, yes. And how are we going to do this? Like, yes. And like, is this going to work? Like just, yeah. My semi-goal for sure. Like there's no ending ever. I'm just going to keep going as long as we can. So.
2: Wow. Got me, got me out here about to cry, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Don't do that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm really not kidding, but it's okay. No, thank you. I don't even know what to say. Like there, there really is like, I always like, and am cheesy. I'm like, there's not enough words, but I don't think words are going to do you justice, but I'm going to try. But like, man, like four months ago when Brandon and Adam called me and they're like, Hey, there's this girl. I'm like, what? Like, who is she? Like, what does she want? You know, like I was so thrilled to talk to you, but I was like, I don't know her from Adam. Like, I don't know who this girl is. And like, boy has like, we talk about transformational over transactional, but like Aaron really does meet people where they are. And like, you know, back in May, I was like, I got to take a trip out to Colorado and see my best friend. And like, Aaron was like, okay, like I'll handle it. Like I'll see you on Thursday for the show, but I got it under control and I'm going to take it. And like, whenever, you know, I need a break or whenever, you know, I'm, you know, a little overwhelmed or stressed, like Aaron's there to meet me and be like, look, here's what we're going to do. And so like, Aaron is such a light, like we talked about being a light, but like, she's, it's so hard to explain because it's crazy, like how our relationship grew, but it goes back to vulnerability. I think like the fifth week we um, knew each other. We just had a hard conversation about things like that had happened to us. And it was like, bam, transformation. Like there was no turning back from that point. And like, I have developed such a great friend in Erin, but like, she's such an encourager and like, she serves other people well. And she, she makes sure, you know, that you're loved and valued and seen. And like, it's, it's great to work with someone in the profession that like aligns with me. like. I think she's a yes girl. Like she said to me, but she also challenges me to be the best version. And she tells me like, Hey, I don't think so. Or, Hey, I don't know about that one, but like, Hey, let's do this instead. And so she's also challenged me to think outside of the box every single day and to not be like everybody else and to be different and to be bold and be fearless. So she talked a lot about me, but like, there's so much more about her and I learned from her like consistently. And like this morning not gonna lie. I was really nervous to come on this show. I was freaking out a little bit. Girl called me. Wait a, minute,
0: wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait before this morning. right? right. Let's be honest.
2: <laughs> yes. I was very nervous, but like I told Aaron, like, I was so glad I got to do this alongside her because we've been doing this with each other since the, since the past four months, since we started this. So there's no better way. Like, Neither of us, we should just do duo interviews from here on out for the rest of our lives because this was good, but like Erin, there's not enough words for her and there never will be, but like, I'm lucky she came into my life. Like it was just out of nowhere. Literally thin air.
3: Ash and I love you. Oh my goodness. Ash and I did actually meet in person once as well. And it literally was like, we had known each other. It so funny. She's we're like, hey, can you
4: from
2: the airport? <laughs> I gave you money and you were mad.
3: I was so mad. I was like, literally, I was so mad. Yeah, no. It's just, it's, yeah. It's been so great. And it's like just one of those yeah, things. When I first
0: came it. on Zoom, you would think, or anyone who's just come on the Zoom, you would think.
3: Like we were friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would think you guys were teammates. Yeah, my, my, my connection, sorry. Uh, you would think you guys were teammates or knew each other or had always been working together. And then when you told me the story, you're like, yeah, we just met like a couple months ago. I was like, what? So to have that natural chemistry is uh that's a God, that's a God thing. That's a God alignment. And, uh, we thank him for it. We're blessed to know you. I feel honored. I got to be the exclusive interview, the first one. So I feel like I'm somebody in life now, but, uh, keep up the great late work ladies, keep shining light, keep making a difference, keep empowering. And, uh, keep owning and sharing your story too. So thanks so much for all that came on. We'll post the replay soon and uh, follow women in sports. And even if you don't get on the zoom support women in sports period in life and uh, all that being said, be great and be grateful. Thanks so much. Thank
4: you. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Thank you.